are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Uh, before we get to that, I want to talk to you about our friends over at DynastyOwner.com. You are an above-average fantasy football player, so you'll likely be interested in a new challenge this upcoming season. Check out Dynasty Owner. They've added a new strategic twist to fantasy football by incorporating the business of football into their game. This is because their salary cap dynasty format is based on real NFL salaries and is such a difference maker that they actually have a patent on it. You know how hard it is to get a patent? Very, from what I understand. For example, two assigning his million-dollar contract doesn't matter much in most leagues, but in Dynasty Owner, could his $7.5 million per year make him more attractive than Russell Wilson at $35 million? I would imagine so, because cheaper is good. Two is still going to play. Dynasty Owner Leagues are forming soon from people who've been on their wait list, but there's a limited number of franchises made available at any given time. So get on the wait list for an invitation by visiting DynastyOwner.com and click on Start My Dynasty. When you do that, make sure that you send that we sent you that helps us out. You'll be able to join leagues with cash prize pools or just play for the love of the game. And after you join the wait list, you can test out a mock draft and see how using real NFL salaries changes player rankings, draft strategy, and roster construction. Dynasty Owner also recently released their new mobile app on iOS and Android, so join the waitlist and download the app. But let's get into it. I don't know if they do IDP or not, so we're going to be talking about IDP tonight. Um, A lot of people are afraid of IDP for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, So we have a very special guest to talk about some IDP with us. Um, Before we talk to him, we have Nate Christian joining us. How's it going, Nate? It's going pretty well. Different spot every time we record, but I'm here. <laughs> Hopefully next time you get that Ravens lamp back with you. Yeah. Um, but with his beautiful maroon curtains behind him, we got Porkman. How's it going, Porkman? I'm doing all right. Just, you know, had a rough week at work, but, you know, I'm here now. I'm excited to be here. Well, hey, that wooter doesn't deliver itself. Um, but delivering himself to... <laughs> Our eyes and your ear holes. Uh, we got Chev Nooney. What's up, Chev? I'm doing great. I got to give a shout out to my kids at the YMCA. They beat me in basketball the other day, so I have to shout them out. So uh, now I need some <laughs> milk is what they always tell me. So, <laughs> um, Very special shout out as well uh, to some people. We got uh, looks like the Undroppables crew is watching right now. So hey. Undroppables crew, excited to see you. And I'll say it here in case you've missed the tweet. We will be going live on YouTube and Periscope and Twitter next Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. with some guys from the Undroppables crew. Three of us, three of them. It's going to be fantastic. Also, hi, Sean. Okay, you already said hi twice. Um, great to have Sean here. But let's get to a very special guest talking IDP. He, he's kind of the man when it comes to IDP. We have John Glosser. So, John, you are the head of the IDP department over at the Dynasty Nerds, correct? Correct. All right. Well, John, thank you for taking your time out of your Friday night to come join us and hang out with us. So um, I have a bunch of questions here. We have some listener questions. Do you guys have any questions for John before we get started while I get my papers in order here? I have a question. All right, John, what is the best landing spot for Jamal Adams? 
Um, the Jets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, they I could honestly, use them. <laughs> I honestly said this when that came out. I know it was rumored a little bit last year too. Is I really don't like front runners, and I hated that every single one of his teams were a team that made the playoffs or had been in a Super Bowl in the last couple of years. Um, Jamal Adams is a great player who can play just about anywhere on defense. He is uh, a big play safety and kind of like that old school safety who doesn't really matter where you line him up. He's going to score fantasy points for you. Um, I don't see with one year left on his contract, the Jets just up and trading him unless they're getting, uh, you know, a bit kind of similar to like Jalen Ramsey, that deal back, um, which I still am not sure that the Jets would, um, would get that or would even do it. Um, out of spite, you know, I don't think a lot of teams like when players come out and demand trades. This isn't the NBA, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I uh, I would just like to see him stay with the Jets. It's you know Kansas City and the Ravens are high on his list, and it, it seems like uh, Chuck Clark came on for the Ravens last year, and we yeah. know Tyron Matthew and Thornhill are there in Kansas City. So um, plus the uh, the contract that he's going to demand in a year's time, it just not doesn't make sense That's for not. any other team. Yeah. Um, I know one of the teams he was linked to was the Eagles, but it's they're not going to be able to afford him long term. So it's not feasible. Yeah. Plus, yeah, they did, next year, apparently, we're like 50, 50 million over the cap. Yeah, I did see that, which I find kind of hard to believe since Howie Roseman, the one thing he does well is manage cap, but he'll figure that out. Um, well, plus yeah, they, well, yeah. they drafted Kayvon Wallace and they have Rodney McLeod. So, um, you know, obviously adding Jamal Adams would be great. I just don't think it is going to happen. Um, so, John, let's get started here, unless you guys have any other questions for John real quick. No? Shit? Porkman? Um, also want to say, the Undroppable is commenting, bacon for life. I'm just going to assume that that says pork for life. So, um, you know, the Undroppable crew, yeah. they love our very own Porkman. Uh, we love you guys back. Really excited to do a show with them on Wednesday. Um, so, it is Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's do Wednesday I have that written down somewhere? Yeah, yeah. it's Wednesday. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, I have too yeah, much. Wednesday. I have too much going on, so... I just had to print out this generic printable calendar. Can't see it, and then write everything down on it. So yeah, you can't uh, see that. Well, it, that it's there. I need Trust my glasses me. for that one. They're on. So all right, but it is there. Um, all right, so <laughs> John, let's start here. Um, just when you go into stuff like this, obviously, fantasy football, IDP, you always need resources to do it. So, what do you think some of the best resources for IDP information is? Let's obviously we know Twitter is there. So besides Twitter, um, what do you have? You know, wh where would you guide us to? Um, there's a lot of sites now that are, are keeping um, snap share numbers and things like that. Um, PFF is, does really good with player grades and all of the um, snap shares. It's, it's really hard to find. Um, I think like when you have your rare players um, that line up in multiple positions is really hard to, unless you, you actually do the work and watch all the game, the um, just find out how many snaps I lined up in certain positions. I know Tyron Matthew was like really, really big with this when he was um, even between Arizona and now Kansas city, there was a like a chart coming out to see that he even lined up a defensive tackle twice, which was kind of like out of control. <laughs> That's wild. But, That's uh, wild. Yeah. But um you know, when you're looking at resources and stuff like that, I I tend to you you you're looking for kind of a lot of um, guys writing IDP have a lot of those stats and numbers and articles and stuff for you. So a lot of times you could kind of 
piggyback off of things like that to kind of um, reassure yourself. Maybe if you're high on a guy and then you see a, you know, a fluff article on them and stuff like that. There's a lot of, a lot of times guys will for their articles, you know, find these numbers for you, which is, which is great about the community right now that when you have more people writing and, and more people um, even just releasing threads and charts and stuff like that for free on Twitter. But I mean, we all know that Twitter is like the one-stop shop for um, pretty much anything dynasty fantasy football these days. Yeah, Twitter is the one-stop shop. Unfortunately, um, Twitter is also a place for a lot of hate right now. Um, so that's why I'll say it here right now. We're going to be doing something, the Dynasty Rewind crew, something that we all came up with. We're calling it the Summer of Love. Um, corny, yes. Is it going to be fun? Yes. So what we're going to try to do for you guys is um, every week we want to get a different guest on, um, you know, just spread the love in the fantasy community. So um, that's what we're going to be doing this summer. We're going to probably do that right up closer to the season time and then get back to the grind of just us four guys. Um, but until then, trying to book as many awesome guests as we can. Got a lot of great stuff coming up. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, so, John. Position-wise, okay, this is where I think people get a little confused. For example, do I draft a defensive end or defensive tackle? Do I draft a middle linebacker or outside linebacker? Do I draft a safety or a quarterback? So for me, um, people ask me about defensive linemen. I'm going to tell you I can't scout defensive linemen for crap. I just usually pick a guy that's decent and roll him out there every week. Um, And then I go middle linebacker over outside linebacker and I go safety over cornerback. I think that's probably the general consensus, but scoring is obviously going to have um, a lot to do with that. So since this is IDP for beginners, can you tell us which of those um, which of those positions would be better over another to give you more consistent production? Yeah, so uh, obviously your, your league settings are everything. Your league scoring is everything. So um, I get questions a lot on Twitter about, um, especially during this off season, we did a, a, a cool IDP, um, a couple IDP rookie IDPs mocks just to see where guys were going to go in. And then we actually did a super flex one, which was offense and defense, which I think helped a lot out, out a lot of people, but, um, it kind of comes down to, Hey, you know, I, I have a dynasty startup going on. Um, where should I start taking defense? So that's kind of a vague question, you know, that's, um, we're in a super question flex. too. Yeah. That, it's like, where should start up? <laughs> it's, it's like, well, yeah, where should I, should I start drafting cornerbacks in the fifth round? No, no, you should not <laughs> is, is the answer. So, but I'm sorry, John, go ahead. Yeah. It's just like, you know, asking someone in a super flex league, when am I taking quarterback? And it's like, I mean, if you're Nate, you're never taking one, but if you're me, you're probably taking one. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just kind of uh, your, your league setting. So if you're, if you're um, defensive line and, and defensive back are the two biggest positions, right? So, or two, you know, widest position. So if you're going D line, you have D end and defensive tackle. And if you're going DB, you have your corners and your safeties. You're going to take more defensive ends and more safeties than you are cornerbacks and defensive tackles, depending on your scoring. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with no position left behind. Uh, you know, those ones, the defensive tackle scoring is in corner scoring is a little out of control, but it's kind of a way to try to bring guys up so that you're not fading any position. But if you have a, a just vague D line and DB, 
I'm not ever taking defensive tackles outside of Aaron Donald likely. And as far as corners go, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm pretty much fading them all. So yeah. I think that, um, you know, I looked last year in a few of my leagues, you had 42 corners that all scored at least 10 points per game on average. Oh, wow. And That's it would, obviously would be, would be a surprise to you, but not, not many of them are big name corners. You're looking at guys who are playing opposite of Tredavious White or guys who are playing opposite of Stephon Gilmore. Those are kind of the, yeah, like the guys who are, yeah, who are going to get eat, eaten at targets because, you know, um, I watch the Bills a lot. So <laughs> Levi Wallace is playing outside of Tredavious White. I think the Browns game, he got targeted like seven times on the first drive. <laughs> and it's just like, I mean, even if he's allowing a catch every every time and he's making that tackle, I mean, his points are going through the roof. That's just things that you can't predict. Um, and we know as far as uh, DN, that's the position scarcity of DN. Uh, you know, your four three defensive ends are going to score the highest. Your, you know, your Bosa brothers and you know Daniel Hunter, but um, they're very rare. It's almost comparable to tight end. You know, for the okay. offensive side, once you get past seven or eight, it's kind of uh, it, it gets ugly. It turns into you know throwing darts a little bit, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, as far as linebackers go, um, you're, you know, you you want your middle linebackers. Everyone wants the tackle leaders. You had the Buffalo stack crew for years, where it didn't seem like it mattered who, what linebacker they put in there. Kiko Alonso almost broke IDP records the few mm. years he was in Buffalo. That, just that because the guy said on the show, John. Sorry. Yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Kiko. Oh, sorry. Sorry, having, having some flashbacks here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just. You want your tag leaders. You want your, you know, big name guys who are, who are always, you know, around the football and who are playing three downs. You know, you that, that, that's what you're looking for. Uh, snap shares, percentage of snap shares. Those are things you can find. Um, Fantasy Pros has that kind of stuff. Uh, PFF has that kind of stuff. If you're uh, interested in any of that stuff, it's it's out there. Um, but you you turn on a. a uh, NFL Network or Sports Center, and you know, watch highlights. You see Darius Leonard flying all over the field. You know he's legit. You know, mm-hmm. so um, as far as linebackers go, I think uh, most of the beginner IDPs will. You see Chandler Jones, and you see Clay Matthew type players, and Bon Miller, and it's you know, hey, he's you know up for Defensive Player of the Year. He's you know this, he's that, but you, you don't realize you know the sack numbers are high, but. If those if the sack numbers aren't so high in some of these scorings, you know they're flirting with maybe 40 tackles for the season. Where you got, you know, a guy like Darius Leonard who's who's going to have 100, you know, as his floor. So, um, you know, the the more tackles you get, the better. Obviously, the more points you score. So, um, in in those standard formats where you're not starting that many IDPs, I think you're just you're looking for studs, which is kind of what I'm telling people that are like. Hey, when do I take this person? When do I take that person? If you're starting three or four IDPs, it's like, I mean, you had 73 linebackers just last year in most scoring systems that average over 10 points a game. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for because you want guys who are going to score points. So it's it's easy in that regard that if you're only starting, you got a 12 team league and you're only starting two linebackers. You know, there's plenty to go around. You're going to have legitimate players on the way of so Dennis Bennett, also known as Culture Coach, he, um, he's got a great question here. How many sacks does an edge with 40 tackles need to be elite? 
Oof. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. Stumping here, Jen. Yeah. I, so we're kind of flirting with this this edge designation in a lot of leagues. With, it gets with a little. To my next question, actually, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about the edge designation. So if you could incorporate that, because a lot of people are. It just seems to be a touchy subject, the edge designation. So. Yeah, it's it gets hairy because you want. You have to really have your your ear to the ground and know, you know, what coaches are looking to do. So you look at a team like Jacksonville um, that has all of the talent in the world right now to play a 3-4, but they're going to play a 4-3 defense. You have Clavion Chase on who is listed as a linebacker, but he's – I mean, maybe he goes 4-3 defensive end, but that dude's an outside edge rusher all day. I mean, and he's going to be a terrorizer. But, like, right now they're in a 4-3. You have the same thing with Brian Burns going on in Carolina, in my opinion, is that team is built for a 3-4. Phil Snow comes in from Baylor, who played a 3-4. But all mm-hmm. indications are that they're going to be in a 4-3. So it's just – and um, one of the uh, good buddies at DLF, uh, Tom Clingsbury, was kind of bringing this up too, is just the amount of defenses now that don't sit in a package. You know, you want to call them 4-3, you want to call them 3-4. It's just so many of these things that are, are just packages because you have offenses coming out, you know, in 21 personnel, you know, four wide spread, all this kind of stuff that mm-hmm. your defense is your defense has to match up to what the offense is doing. So that's why you'll see a guy like Isaiah Simmons come into. I don't love the landing spot in Arizona, but he can play anywhere on the field. He's a, you know he's a chess piece. So I think you're getting a lot of those type of players where you want you're trying to do what guys are doing on offense where you could kind of put a guy in a slot, put a, put a guy outside, put him in the backfield. You're trying to get defensive players that can do the same. Um, as far as Dennis's question goes, it's, is it, is it 10 sacks? Is 10 sacks the, you know, the NFL norm of like that guy's elite, that guy's legit, you know, and how, how many years are we talking? You know, the, there can be this Jerry Hughes type boom where a guy switches teams a few years into his career, has 10 sacks. And then, you know, is is drafted in some of our IDP startups or whatever it may be as a as a reliable defensive end, and then Sean McDermott comes in, a guy who constantly rotates, and he's never going to have a chance to have ten sacks. And if he does, I don't think he's going to have forty or fifty tackles. So it's tough, man. You you really have to um, you really you got to know <laughs> you got to know what these how much these guys are playing and the systems that they're playing in. Um, I love Nick Bosa when he came out and everything, but I did not expect him to have the year he had. Um, same thing with Chase Young coming in. Like, that guy is insane. You know, probably a top five talent as far as defensive ends, four, three defensive mm-hmm. ends. But I don't – I mean, look at all the talent that's in Washington. You know, they got – they've been drafting defensive line for five years right. in a row. But, yeah, so, I'm like, kidding. Three. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, 10 sacks is kind of like – People will hold ten sacks as kind of like your lead if that, and with a thousand yards receiving and rushing, as opposed to running backs and wide receivers. Does that make Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I, I would lower. I would say eight. Eight would be the number. Okay. If, you know, you know, if I if I had to make a decision right now, I guess it would be eight. But okay. at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it's you know your tackles fluctuate, your big plays fluctuate. You have your <laughs> you know your forced fumbles and you know things that you really just cannot predict. 
Are you guys making fun of my hand gestures? That was happening. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> oh, he got it. And there he is. And just like that. And just like oh, that. Oh, no, he's back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got, a, I got a call tomorrow about my internet. It's been giving me some troubles. It's really irritating me. I kind of cool. like Robot Mike, though. I kind of like it. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Uh, so, Beard Shotgun checking in all the way from England. He says Devin White was a beast last year for him, along with Evans from the Titans. Uh, yeah, I loved Love the dead last year. Uh, unfortunately, I think I missed out on them on every IDP that I was in. They just happened to get snagged right before I could get them. So um, it's unfortunate, but trying to make some trades now. Um, okay, so we talked about that. So, John, here, here's one thing that I think about whenever people ask me IDP questions. Like, well, how do you know who to draft? Uh, so one thing that I say, a good player and a bad team. <laughs> good player. Really like you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you guys okay. really hear me? Yeah. Um, it's just so, it's just a little uh, robot-y. Is it? Really? Yeah. All right. Well, let, I'll ask this question, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce that and reload my page, and then maybe that'll work better. Uh, okay. So, good player on a bad team equals more points. John, a guy that I really like a lot is Cole Holcomb from um, Washington. What do you think about him? I'm going to reload my page, so I'll see you guys in a minute. All right. Um, in regards to Holcomb, it kind of goes back a little bit to the Buffalo stat crew type of thing, whereas, you know, we talked about Washington drafting all these defensive linemen in the first two rounds over the past couple of years. Is you just yeah. kind of uh, eventually you can put a guy in there and he's got free reign to get after ball carriers, get after quarterbacks. Um, but Ron Rivera coming in, it you know, everyone wants to, uh, you know, make the Luke Keekley comparison and this and that. He's, there's very little Luke Keekley's playing in the NFL. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, Holcomb was, was actually a huge, huge surprise. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people last year in startups were Sean Deion Hamilton was kind of a guy. You were thinking, you know, he's going to break out. And then Holcomb kind of uh, took the reins there. And, you know, that was nice. You know, nice to see, but even uh, doing a couple of startups this offseason, Holcomb's really, you know, flying under the radar. You know, obviously with uh, Simmons, Kenneth Murray, and Patrick Queen's landing spots, those rookies are a lot more attractive and maybe pushing him down the board a little bit. But, you know, that seems like his defense to run there as far as uh, being the, the tackle leader. So I, uh, I like him a lot. Um, I think he's a. I don't. I don't want to call him a sleeper because he had such a good season last year. But yeah, he's a. He's a guy that, uh, you know, could be a potential league winner. You know, if you're you're starting multiple linebackers. Sounds like Riverboat yeah, Ron. Been about him for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He like, keeps comparing everybody to his old players. He's like, yeah. I got the next Luke Keekley. I got the next McCaffrey. Let's get it. <laughs> They're going to the playoffs. Yeah, we like the new next McCaffrey, right? All right. Maybe I should make like the Kyle They win the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> Maybe I just roll with it. I'm sorry, Chef. Did you just say that the Redskins were going to win the NFC East? I might have to. I might have to. I mean, he's got Luke Keekley and Chris McCaffrey in that backfield. I mean, I might have to hop on this, man. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll gladly take that bet. I mean, because I got three other teams that could against one. So I'll buy you new internet if you win. <laughs> that, I'm calling tomorrow. I'm going to get that sorted out. Llama uh, gang. Yeah, so uh, J-Ron wants to know any beginner tips for IDP. So J-Ron, that's kind of what this whole um, episode is about. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so we're talking about resources to go to. But John, do you have any any sleepers? Like, okay, so you know that the big name guys are going to go like your JJ Watt, your Aaron Donald, Donald. Sorry. Um, what are some guys that could give you similar production? Because obviously those guys are going to get double teamed. So who are some guys that are going to um, give you similar production, but that you could get later in your startup drafts? Yeah, so you have to kind of um, – you got to – as far as beginners for IDP, is you just got to get started, man. Like a lot of people are scared of it. It's too much. Um, kind of uh, – <laughs> I felt this way about Devi you know, Devi leagues a little bit before I really, you know, kind of dove in. And then like, once you get in, you're like, Oh, I mean, I'm all the way in now. <laughs> but uh, as far as, <laughs> as far as, um, you know, value type players is you got to look at sometimes some guys who maybe haven't broken out yet that um, are playing with good players. Marcus Davenport from the saints is one, um, you know, you, you yeah. have Eric Armstead who had that breakout last year, but everyone knows that Nick Bosa will be the name that everyone's going after. Um, you uh, let's try to think of some of these, you know, it's tough. You know, you have like uh, a team like Buffalo that brings in Mario Addison and somehow Shaq Lawson had a good year last year, after, you know, for the first time in like four years, but they're a team that rotates a lot. Um, your, your three, four defensive ends are, you know, kind of playing the role of a defensive tackle. So you, you would kind of want to shy away from those, those type of players, but yeah. Um, to your point, you know, when you when you have a guy like Daniil Hunter, who's, you know, my defensive end one, you're looking at a guy who's playing opposite of him, which was Everson Griffin for a few years. So he's a he's a guy to keep a name on. I know he doesn't have a team yet, but, um, you know, depending on where he lands, maybe I don't see him landing back with Minnesota. But, um, yeah, you defensive end is, is very, very thin. So outside of, like, the Boses and Daniil Hunter, you know, and Miles Garrett, it it kind of after that point gets to um, there's nobody else that's really, you know, guys are going after Derek Barnett for the Eagles. Give you How that one. PJ um, <laughs> he's a guy. Yeah, th- those are type of guys that you kind of want to want to when people draft them a little higher in the rookie draft. It, it's almost like the uh, the rookie fever thing dies down a year later because. Now there's new rookies, there's new shiny toys. Mm-hmm. So you kind of are in another thing with beginners with IDP of getting started is like, um, I can't stress enough how many trades I have gotten done because of IDP of where, uh, you know, you might, you might be trying to get, you know, a big deal done and it turns into, well, uh, Miles Jack had a good year last year, but I'm really high on this Cole Holcomb guy. So, you know, you end up like kind of putting pieces together to maybe get your bigger guy offensively. And a lot of times IDPs can really help you do that. And uh, I can't stress that enough to people. And when you are playing an IDP, I know it's, you know, it's scary in the beginning and you kind of don't want to dive into something where, you know, where where I'm playing, where it's, you know, 11 starters on defense, you know, and flexes and all that. But, you know, a lot of times the more the better. Same thing with offense when you're, you're you know, playing in super flex leagues. And, you know, I want to be able to start all these guys that I drafted. And, you know, so it's just kind of IDP is the same way. When you're when you're only starting two or three, it's, it gets a little redrafty. And then it, it kind of, uh, you know, turns people off a little bit. Yeah. Um, Frank Tomko makes a good point here. He says initially research the points per game which I agree with. Um, and 
you're going to have cornerbacks that are going to give you like a super, like they're going to have a game where they have two or three picks. But then if you look at the rest of their games, it's like 1.0 points, three, four. So those, those guys, I always try to stay away from. I try to find players that are a little more consistent across the board. Totally. Um, Peter Chaka and saying Max Crosby is one to look at. John, uh, any thoughts on, and also he's saying uh, Terrell Lewis for the Rams. Yeah, so in, in my opinion, Crosby had that boom year last year where Cleveland Farrell went number four overall. So to me, the buy low is Farrell there because he oh, didn't okay. have as good of a season. And whereas, you know, redraft or IDP in general kind of gets redrafty where it's like, what have you done for me lately? You know, I want I want the guy who's scoring all the fantasy points, you know. So, and, you know, we're playing – you know, dynasty for the most part is kind of, I want, <laughs> I'm trying to buy someone low and sell them high later, you know, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, Crosby's Crosby and Farrell are both good, good players. Um, uh, Tara Lewis for the Rams. Yes. They, they lost uh, Dante Fowler and Clay Matthews when he did play last year. So um, anyone playing with Aaron Donald is probably going to have some one-on-one opportunities because he's, but I'm um, one of the best, one of the best defensive players I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, you you definitely there's there is same thing with kind of like why I compare it to tight end so much is there is those guys that you maybe believe in or think that they have a chance, but it's just I mean you could be terribly wrong on it as well. So you know once you get past you know five to eight guys, it, it turns into you know well, I'll just wait a little while. And then, then you're stuck in this kind of this cluster of players where you're trying to kind of throw a dart at that point, or you might have one guy ahead of another. Um, points per game is a very, a very good strategy. I don't like it so much for defensive tackle and corner because as I spoke about before, it's just so unpredictable. As you brought up, you know, you have that three pick game and then, you know, you, you run three straight weeks where it's maybe two tackles a week and, you know, a pass defended here or there. They're just very, very hard things to predict. Um, actually, you made a really good point there too. Um, one piece of advice I give people is look for the guy playing next to the, the standout. Um, like Roquan Smith is going to get more points than Clint Macklin. Mack's going to get all the coverage though. Um, that's kind of something I try to advise people on as well. Um, do you have any other guys that would be considered some like someone playing next to a stud uh, that would give you a lot of points? Um, I think you're you're looking at is your your linebackers the the kind of Batman Robin linebacker tandems that have been kind of going around the league the past couple of years. Shaq Thompson's kind of played that to Luke Luke Keekly um, after Thomas Davis left, but. Thomas Davis was a guy who a lot of people wrote off for years and years, and he just continued mm-hmm. to produce. Um, Matt Milano with Tremaine Edmonds now is a guy in that role. Um, actually, Miles Jack was kind of, when he had his breakout there, was with Telvin. So it's kind of, um, with Telvin gone, you know, Miles really, really, really struggled as the mic. So I think mm-hmm. with them bringing in Martinez, I think Miles Jack could actually be a really good buy low uh, this offseason. Um it's very hard to predict among the uh, defensive line and, and especially with safety. I, I think in, in the, you're looking at strong safeties. Those are the guys you want, but I mean, most of those guys are, are either top tier or they're very scattery and points per game. Um, I think landing spots are big. Um, 
haha Clint Dix going to Dallas, who's in like a really big need of safety. That that's a guy who uh, I have kept my eye on. Jonathan Abram coming back. Um, I think he was poised mm-hmm. for a really good rookie season. So I really like he's Jonathan guy, Abram. Yeah, that that guy's a player. So I would, I, he would definitely be a guy. I, I'm, I've targeted a lot. So, um, guy like Chuck Clark. I, I know he came on yeah. late, and he's not a big name, but he really produced. You have those, um, and that's the thing with defensive back too. Is you know, you you have those guys who come on. Like uh, Trey Boston has kind of been a guy who, over the years, has kind of you know gave you enough production. You um, Chuck Clark was a huge one because you know Earl Thomas mm-hmm. going there. Most people who play IDP know Earl Thomas is a better real football safety than he is uh, IDP scorer. Um, and then you know losing uh, Tony Jefferson and Chuck Clark just steps in and. Um, it, you know, is, is a startable safety a lot of weeks. So uh, you have to kind of just look at um, a lot of a lot of that stuff. You're you're getting lucky. I don't think you're getting so lucky at linebacker because it's the uh, running back or wide receiver, if you will, of the defensive side of the ball. So you're looking for. <laughs> it's very hard to find starting linebackers for IDP who are going to score that well. You know, once the once the big names are off the board. Um, Devondre Campbell was a guy last year that, you know, kind of outscored Deion Jones, which was a, a shocker. But then he goes to Arizona where they, you know, where Jordan Hicks left. Oh, man, do I have to bring this up? <laughs> where Jordan Hicks goes <laughs> over and is the linebacker one, you know. So now you, you add another piece there. So is Jordan Hicks is, is high in your rankings this year or is high on your radar because you bring in Campbell, you bring in Isaiah Simmons, you still have Buda Baker. It's um, those are all things that you, you kind of have to look at because now you have also have a team with a better offense. So is the defense going to be on the field as much? There's, you know, all those factors kind of uh, factor in there. Arizona yeah, sounds I mean, pretty yeah. good at the moment. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> I had a quick question about the rookie linebackers from this year. Um, yep. I know, yeah, you know, everyone knows Isaiah Simmons, there's Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen. Those are like, I mean, there's another guy that went to the Seahawks. I can't remember his name. Um, but of those first round Jordan linebackers, yeah, Jordan Brooks, um, of those first round linebackers, who do you like going for the most? So the, the easy answer is Patrick Queen, right? Because Baltimore mm-hmm. has a, a, a good defense and it seems like all they were missing is the replacement to CJ Mosley, which nobody wanted to step up and, and kind of take that role. Queen was lights out last year, but he was playing on a very very good team so um you you also bring in malik harrison from ohio state there too so now you have that kind of that tandem youth linebacker where they can feed off each other it doesn't seem like there's a ton of competition there um i think you guys know uh that i have a you know a man crush on isaiah simmons uh it it, it it kind of tore me up that he went to arizona just because i don't I don't know where he's going to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, mean. I, don't, I don't think he's a middle linebacker in the NFL, but I do think he can play linebacker. Um, so um, I also like Kenneth Murray, and that's a, that's a spot that has a, a talented uh, up front uh, defensive line. And they just, you know, between 
Denzel Perryman over the years, Jadavius Brown, like they just never have seemed to have a guy who can just stay on the field for 16 games. And Murray's a, um, his story outside of football is great too, but that guy is a, is a gamer. So um, I like all those guys. And, and Jordan Brooks, I think I tweeted about earlier in the offs, um, one rookie the rookie drafts really started up is that's a guy I really love. And I've been kind of uh, getting great value on you. You might be waiting maybe a year, but um, Bobby Wagner is, is 30 and as great as he is, is, is really good for Brooks to be able to learn under him. But I do think that Brooks is talented enough that he could cut into KJ Wright's snaps and KJ Wright's a guy who's been kind of dealing with injuries as well, man, gun to my head. I think I'm, I'm going, Simmons, Queen, Murray, Brooks, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Either way, yeah. Um, um, does Does Willie Gay Jr. fit into that uh, equation at all? Because I know he's been a popular name just because he went to the Chiefs, and they, I mean, getting a linebacker that has the athleticism he has on that defense. I mean, that could be really exciting. Yeah, Willie Gay seems to be. He's a great. A very good player, but he seems to be like that perfect Andy Reid type player, a guy who had their, you know, his struggles in college with the off the field stuff, but he comes and plays for Andy Reid and he's, you know, just, a, you know, a great find. Um, Anthony Hitchens two years ago was a league winner, um, speaking from personal experience, <laughs> and then coming back to, you know, this past year and, and it, he had weeks where he wasn't even startable. And, you know, you don't really expect that from a linebacker to kind of, you know, be so spotty, you know, especially when you're considered, you know, a starter and like the starter. So um, they they run a little bit of a wild defense there in Kansas City. They like to uh, they like to do some interesting things. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah Willie. Yeah, Spags likes to. Uh, he likes to get in the quarterback's head pre-snap a lot, so he, it's kind of yeah. hard to tell where guys are, like, lining up and, and all of that. But, yeah, Willie Gay definitely would be next on that list. And, I mean, I could see a lot of people putting him over Jordan Brooks because they don't feel that Brooks starts week one, where um, Willie Gay probably has a better chance to do that. Uh, I don't even know if um, – what's his name? He's still even on the, on the roster, the dude from Alabama. The Bills used to have him. Oh, Reggie Ragland. Uh, he was kind of yeah. – yeah, Ragland was kind of starting opposite of Hitchens, but it didn't seem like either of them were, you know, IDP relevant outside of uh, – I mean, going into last year. So, uh, yeah, that's a – that's a. it seems like as we were all hoping on the offensive side that the Chiefs would draft that running back in the first round, it seemed that Willie Gay was what they needed on defense too is to – if the Chiefs – if the Chiefs draft a running back and a linebacker in this draft, it would be great for fantasy football. So we're here. Let's see what happens. Andy Reid's for the people. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> um, yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, congrats on Andy Reid for finally getting the Super Bowl. Um, it should have been in 2004, but here we are. Um, John, can I throw a couple listener questions at you quick? Let's do it. All right, so um, – we got uh, this is from Fantasy Football Lake eighty nine. So, um, him, Sean, the question that you had is kind of like right in line with uh, with what Mike's asking. So, um, 
Um, we're going to ignore you and just go to my question. Um, so Mike wants to know, we draft on July 1st. My biggest question is comparison of value between the sides of the ball. How does a beginner start comparing value of, say, a top-tier running back and a top-tier linebacker? My starting point has been looking back to 2019 and comparing points between them with current settings. And Sean basically said the same thing. Um, he could say it's hard for a newbie IDP or like himself to compare values of offensive production and defensive production. So we're just talking about scoring settings here, John. Yeah, mostly you have to look at your scoring settings. Um, how many you're starting is a big thing too. Is and it goes you know hand in hand with running back as well as there is a few of them out there. I think they're becoming a little more extinct, but there are leagues where you only have to start one running back. Um, obviously, you're given the option to start more than one year, you know, and even if you're only having to start one in your flex, you're probably starting running back like crazy anyway. But um, yeah, you have to just look at depth of depth of the position too. You know, if you're in a, a 10 team league and you're starting two line, you're required to start two linebackers each. You have to look at how, how deep your rosters are. The Where IDP gets the most challenging is when you're in these, you know, 50 round drafts and you're you're forced to pick backup linebackers or guys you know guys that nobody knows about or you're forced to take Thomas Davis who's 107 years old but you know so um yeah as far as comparison and value is I have a, a one of the guys I play in a lot of IDP leagues with and he's famous for Darius Leonard round six of a super flex draft so uh the scorings are a little high but that's kind of his thing is i i want this guy because darius leonard was all world as a rookie last year he missed i forget how many games he missed last year but he was still you know his points per game was still yeah yeah his points per game was still was still up there so you're you're just trying to judge all of that off of the 16 game season um uh, Dynasty nerds actually are working on a, a tool to potentially match up offensive and defensive values is, is in terms of like for trading and um, things like that. Uh, I think it's still a work in progress. And I, I've been, you know, we've, they've reached out to us on our end of it. And it's, it's tough to value these guys as well, you know, because of the, you know, your linebacker obviously has a longer shelf life typically than an NFL running back, but they're kind of, you know, I guess it's similar in value if you want to go offense for defense, but it's uh, it's tough, man. With a running back, and you know that guy's getting the ball. You know, with a you can have a a, a good linebacker who who has a bad game. I mean, a guy like you know um, some of these guys, Devin White, for example, is just like. Levante David is is always if he seems like he's always going to be there, <laughs> and a lot of people are always. You know, you, you want to take White because he's a new toy, but it seems like Levante David is is the guy who's gonna, you know, put up the he's points. Steady, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, Tremaine Edmonds is another one. It's he's young, he's an amazing player, but a lot of times he's he's not in the conversation for linebacker one by the end of the season, but he's drafted as so. You know, Roquan Smith the same way. All those guys, uh, LVE and Jalen Smith came in together and. Um, obviously, the injury sucks, but, you know, those are all linebackers that, you know, you, you expect to be great, <laughs> but they're not. So, you know, not in terms of scoring. So, yeah, it's 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 very tough to judge 
where you take these guys. Um, also, man, you guys know every draft's different. <laughs> um, yeah, super flex, yeah. and and Nate doesn't want to take quarterback, so <laughs> I think everybody else is just taking. What round are you? Everybody else is a quarterback. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what, Nate? So, so John's alluded to this twice now. Um, do you want to fill everybody in on what your zero quarterback strategy seems to be here? Yeah, so I'm usually one of the people that go quarterback first in Superflex leagues. I'm usually someone who has Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Kyler Murray, because I just want to have a good quarterback, set and forget for the next 10 years. And, man, we're doing this nerds campus Canton league. And... It's super flex. I have the fifth pick, so Mahomes, Jackson, CMC, and Barkley go. So I pick Zeke. All of a sudden, by the end of the first round, there's like seven quarterbacks off the board. And I'm like, what the heck? And then by the time it gets back to me, there's like, I mean, the top like 10 quarterbacks off the board. Where I'm like, Nick I'm Foles is next up. I'm going to take some value here in the second round. Like, I can still get like another really good running back. I picked up Jonathan Taylor. And then. Quarterbacks keep going. I pick up Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> quarterbacks keep going. And everyone starts saying, Nate, you can grab yourself a quarterback or what? I said, no. I got Juju Smith. And then let's see who else I get. Um, I got Tyler Lockett. I'm just going off, just picking everyone but a quarterback. But it ends up, I had to pick a quarterback eventually. So I ended up with Drew Brees and Tom Brady and uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh. Dang so, it. Could be where it works, okay. though. I'm, I'm in win now mode. When now, yeah. right? Exactly. Real when right now. If you guys can get that trait calculator, man, that would be sick. I know that would help out so many people. I I can't imagine how hard that is to put that together because I know for me, starting brand new, starting a league with the the rewind, and man, we had no idea what was going on. People were just drafted left and right. Nobody knew, so we're just like, all right, let's roll with it. Yeah, that draft was pretty crazy, wasn't it, Chev? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. I was, I was just waiting. I think I got Jordan Hicks in like the eighth or ninth round, something like that, which I was pretty happy about. But and then the, the 16 team one we did was ridiculous. That was all brand new IDPers. And I mean, it's just it's different sites have it for different positions. So like Khalil Mack could be defensive end on one and then a linebacker in another. So that might be another thing that maybe keeps people away. I don't know how we can fix that. We would just have to collaborate with Sleeper and MFL and everybody, but that's I think that's definitely one thing that's super tough for everybody else as well, starting it up. Yeah. Um, See, it seems like the edge designation is the way to go, but then it just, like I said, it just gets, you know, you start splitting hairs with, you know, this guy's an edge, this guy isn't, and mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. I know... Um, you know, the moving a 3-4 DN to then the defensive tackle designation. But if you're not planning on requiring a defensive tackle, I mean, I'm all in on IDP. So, like, I play I play leagues where it's mandatory start to defensive tackle. I mean, you guys want to talk about tough. Like, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you're you, – yeah, once – I mean, once, like, four or five of them go, you're like, all right. You know, well, I mean, at that point, I, it comes almost irrelevant because I mean, that's going to be everybody's team, and then you just throwing dart throws at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're punting the you're basically you know subscribing to punting defensive tackle, and 
you know, you, you do get lucky sometimes, you know, like DJ Reader was a guy for uh, Houston mm-hmm. that kind of like ended up, ended up taking off of waivers. And I, uh, I don't, I mean, I think he might've started 10, 11 games for me last year. So it's, uh, and it gets to the point where the bye week comes in, you got an injury and your IR's full and you're like, I can't even drop a defensive check. <laughs> you know, it's, it's tough, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for beginners, man, it's just like just getting in there and getting a, a solid base. There's, there's enough of us out here to um, talk to and, and run things by if you're – I mean, obviously, I know we're all kind of different a little bit in the way that we, you know, view our standard scoring for IDP or our standard settings, you know. Some guys are, you have to start this many of this and you have to start this many of this, but um, I, I just love to see more people playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like I said, like the, the, the trading and all that stuff is when you guys are all new together playing it, it's, it's awesome because you learn, you can learn off each other and you're not feeling like, well, I'm not going to trade with John because he's just going to smoke me. Cause he's got <laughs> the, you know, he knows, <laughs> he knows what he's doing, but yeah, I mean, um, even at the Nerds now, we got a lot of rankers in there, a lot of guys that are experience, very experienced IDP players, and um, we're all different as far as values go. You know, some of yeah. us value guys, you know, very highly. Some of us, you know, are a lot lower on guys, and, you know, we get the, you know – guys you know on twitter that check us all the time and you know hey you're way too low on you know joe schubert um yeah i don't like the guy you're in trouble now no i, I, I like him. I, you, you can not I, like him i'm just curious as to why i just i've taken kind of heat for that one i don't know i just he just seems like kind of a just another guy but well he's a jack he's, now he's, so yeah <laughs> he's playing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect fit yeah but yeah. um yeah he uh he scores well so i mean in that in that aspect i guess i'm wrong but yeah. you know he's a guy that i just don't value as high as other people do uh, maybe i would rather take an upside player um than you know kind of maybe the, the points per game statistical advantage you feel like you're getting with Schobert. So yeah. we play, a lot of us play it. Uh, I just play it differently. You know, some of us are, and the same thing on the offensive side, you guys just kind of put yourself in those shoes where it's, you know, I'm going to take all these rookie wide receivers this year before I take a guy like Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods or, you know, so you mm-hmm. kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of the same way on the on the defensive side for us that have kind of been playing that for a long time so um yeah it's uh idp is is something that's really picking up steam and and I, it's it's great honestly i mean i think the uh the debbie world is kind of uh burying us a little bit because uh yeah. campus to canton is getting insanely popular yep. but um yeah it's uh it's awesome man like the more the more different styles of leagues that we're all playing the more fun it is, you know, you, I don't know if you guys are, you know, you, your standard offensive only leagues, you know, they dry up, they dry up fast, you know, yeah. uh, as, as Nate, you know what I mean? That offensive only draft is like, you know, we're all, our brains are all scattered from 42 rounds of taking college players that we're projecting out three to four to five years away. And then you're coming to the NFL portion of it and we're ripping through this thing. Like, you know, before you know it, you're like, Oh man, you know, we're, 10, 12, 13 rounds into an offensive only draft and you're, you don't, you don't like a lot of the guys like you did in college. Cause there's that upside's not there. It's just <laughs> yeah. two different worlds. I will say um, this, 
everybody that I've talked to in IDP that helped me get the league started, like they've been awesome. They'll they'll message you back no matter what, man. Even if it's just a silly question. Uh, so I definitely appreciate Oklahoma, Doug, Jordan, you. I mean, you guys have been definitely very helpful to me. So thank you guys for just being so open and uh, having your DMs open to everybody that probably contacts you guys. I mean, that's 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 what it needs to grow. I mean, growing IDP together. I mean, you got to be open and ready to tell it out. So that's that's awesome. Thank you guys for doing that. Yeah. Uh, Frank actually popped in here with a question. He wants to know, are there positions where age isn't devalued because they're older? Uh, um, yeah, I, would, I mean... I feel like defensive end, you can still have productive guys like Michael Bennett. Yeah, I mean, J.J. Watt's entering that territory, right? You know what I mean? Between the, the age and the injuries, you know, you kind of... J.J. Uh, Watt's been faded this offseason um, a lot more than years past. So... It's tough. Linebackers the same way you have, I don't know. It's, it's like, uh, it's just gross. You know, <laughs> you're like, you're, you're going to, you know, you're, you're in a dynasty draft and you're looking at a, you know, a 23 year old upside linebacker, or you're looking at, you know, a 32 or 33 year old guy who's produced, you know, oh, linebacker two or linebacker one seasons for the past couple of years. It's, it's, it's hard because when do you when do you officially fade that guy? But I think the only thing with IDP is I feel like it's a little easier to to bite that bullet when a guy gets older, injured, and never plays again because of the the difference in value. So if you're drafting, you know, Mark Ingram at this time of the year, and you're dra- drafting Bobby Wagner, you know, two guys around the same age, it's you know if. It, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to take Mark Ingram because now you have J.K. Dobbins and you know you have Gus Edwards who is there. And, and I feel Gus like John's coming at me because so. I just drafted Mark Ingram. Oh, I, didn't, oh. I actually did. I didn't even know that. Hey, I've, I've sent enough abuse your way, Nate. So. <laughs> but yeah, I just it, it's you know taking a guy in you know the fifth or sixth round of a startup versus maybe the 10th, 11th, or even later than that. It's just a little easier to, uh, to swallow that one where you're not willing to take like anything and anything to get out from under a guy like Mark Ingram or Latavius Murray, or, you know, one of those type of dudes. You didn't draft Latavius Murray, did you? No, Mike did. (laughs) Yeah, I did in the 20th round. (laughs) What was P-Ride drafted? So anyway, our next question. Um, <laughs> he was drafted in the seventh round. So I think Sean, uh, do your intern thing. What's the bet on that? Again, put it in the, the thing there. Did you mean um, to pick Samaji? Maybe. No, no, I did not mean to pick <laughs> Samaji. Right. <laughs> um, so done. My friend Liam Corley has a question. He said, uh, he. I think he tagged you in this one too. Yes, he did. Need some help not to value IDP rookies against offensive rookies, please. IDP scoring is below. Uh, the offense is standard PPR scoring. So we do have it printed out here. Um, touchdown is six points. Stack is three. Hit on a cube is 0.25. Tackle is one. Tackle for a loss is 1.5. Interception is three. Fumble recovery is two. Force fumble is two. Safety is five. And pass defense is one. So those are his league settings there. So we're going uh, all IDP rookies versus the offensive rookies, or yeah, it looks like that's 
Looks like that's what he's getting at. Yeah, so I think your your top IDPs this year, um, you know, obviously Chase Young holds a lot of value because of this position scarcity at defensive end. Um, not to mention the player that he is. And then, you know, you're going to you're going to pound away at your linebackers. Um, Jeremy Chin is another guy, uh, as, you know, from the safety standpoint is the amount of points and tackles and fantasy points vacated from the Carolina Panthers from last year between Keekley and Eric Reed is uh, a lot <laughs> and a team that's probably going to be on the field a lot. So, um, oh, yeah, it's tough, man. In a, <laughs> if this question is proposed with you know, this defense versus last year's offense, I think you're, you know, you're, you're more able to like kind of mix it in a little bit, but this draft is very, very deep on the offensive side. So I don't, I don't see myself raising up these IDPs into, um, into the first round of a rookie draft. Uh, I, I could see it at the, the tail end, but a lot of these are team dependent as well. It's, it's tough when you, if you got a you got a decent offensive team and and you know you maybe won the Super Bowl or, you know won your fantasy championship or were a game or two away and you know you feel like a Chase Young is the difference or uh, you know you really you lost Luke Keekley you know what I mean maybe you're gonna take Queen or Isaiah Simmons or or Murray there like those are all kind of team dependent questions that. It's it's tough to ask if you if you have you know four startable linebackers. I don't. I'm not taking a guy like Isaiah Simmons or Patrick Queen over as much as people are down on him over like a Henry Ruggs or Jefferson or a guy like that. Like I would rather have the upside of, especially in PPR, of you know the offensive player booming over the defensive player. Um, yeah, in in those aspects, it's hard to to kind of put your – I think even in the beginning of the second round in a lot of rookie drafts I'm doing and almost all the rookies, all the leagues I'm in are IDP. Um, I, find, I find it hard to, to take some of these IDPs before like 202, 203. You know, even the – even Zach Moss there and like in that range, like I'm taking those guys over some IDPs unless I'm, I'm really decimated at a position. That's a no. <laughs> just out of curiosity, what are your thoughts on Antonio Gibson? Portman is a huge Antonio Gibson fan. Could you tell us what you think? Huge. I mean, apparently, I heard he's Christian McCaffrey light, so um, I. Uh, I mean, he's not. He's not. I was whining about it. He's like, no. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you're not so you're not a an Antonio Gibson guy at all, then. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not planting my flag there. If, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, if, um, if I can get him a decent point in a rookie draft, I'll take him. But I'll let everybody else take him earlier. Uh, Sean, um, okay, so my bet with Garrett was it was the Michael Pierre in the seventh versus Latavius Murray in the twentieth. Garrett bet me that Murray would outscore P. Ren in 2020. So that is the bet. I don't, Sean, uh, do you remember uh, what that, what I have to do if I, when I lose that bet? And uh, Bearded Shotgun says, wow, 57 minutes and we have the Gibson <laughs> reference. It took you guys long enough. So yeah, we got to get on that a little sooner. I'll tell you what about Bearded. I'll meet a, uh, well, Beers. 
Yeah, go. You you should go first, Pork. No, no, I was saying no. You can go because I got a I got a bet that I made with my friend. Oh boy! Okay. So Bearded started up a Madden league where you draft every position other than offensive linemen. You just take the team defense, and that's the offensive line you get. And boy, this is the slowest draft I've ever been a part of. It's forty two wow. rounds and forty three. Oh, forty three. Even and better. We might not make it. We're not. <laughs> Like people slept. It's like an eight-hour clock. What round? I don't even know, bro. Twenty-first. It's been a month. It's been a month, really. It's been a month, but it's gonna be the coolest thing. He uh, he's gonna be streaming like the Monday night, the Thursday night, and the Sunday night games. So it's gonna be be pretty wild. Me and Porkman went totally different routes. I went defensive line, and Pork went uh, safeties and cornerbacks. So. We will see, but I am not feeling too confident at the moment. <laughs> so you say that your draft is long, but you, you're not in this nerds campus to Canton League that John and I are in, and the NCAA draft probably took a month and a half. <laughs> I wow. I traded oh I traded back in the NCAA draft for NFL draft capital, and like <laughs> by the time we got to the NFL draft this week, I forgot I even made the trade. So I just had these random picks, like extra picks, like in the fourth and fifth round. And I was like, where did these picks even come from? <laughs> it's so long, man. So long. I, I tell you, man, when you're looking at like who's the quarterback of Wyoming um, <laughs> in round like 40, you know what I mean? And you're just like, he had a good stretch of three games. You're like, yeah, that's enough for me. <laughs> that's <him>. enough. <laughs> Like oh this guy's like the hundred and twentieth best wide receiver coming into the uh, college football this year out of high school. Yeah. Crew. Put him on my team. Put him on my team. I think twenty four seven sports and those uh, those sites have probably gotten so many hits just off of uh, me alone. You know, I'm trying to make I've some never been, I've never been on two four seven sports before until <laughs> like two months ago, and I've bookmarked that site. Um. Hey, John, can we throw an offensive question at you? Not a question that offends you, but about um, offensive players. Sorry about that. I have to draft those in all my leagues, so yeah, sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I love how he said, it's like, you're like the guy that doesn't want to play IDP except the Browns. So like, I guess I have to draft a linebacker now. Like, you're, you're that, but just the other way around. I kind of love it. Uh, this is from our good friend, Mr. Tyler Burnett. So someone offered me a trade on a rebuild in a one-quarterback PPR He would get Denzel Mims, and he would be giving Mike Williams and Corey Davis. His gut says take it, but he would love our mm. opinion. My, my gut says not to take it. I'm, I'm the I'm Mike Williams side. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna keep Williams, and then just see. I would see what you could move Corey Davis for separately. What do you guys think, though? John, you're on that side. Uh, Chef Nate Portman, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to move Corey Davis now as it is. So I mean, true. If you can package him somewhere and just get rid of him, I'm probably mostly. Yeah, but the only thing is now Mike Williams is gonna look kind of good, in my opinion, with Herbert because of the arm talent. But I love Mims, but we gotta wait for Gates to get fired. So I guess right now I would probably take the Williams side. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm also taking the Williams side. Um, I think Mike Williams is going to look great with Herbert. Now, the question is, does Herbert, you know, start the year as the starter for the Chargers? Probably not because of this offseason being so weird. Um, I'm not sure how Mike Williams is going to look with Tyrod Taylor. But once Herbert starts, Williams is going to look really good. Herbert is not good at throwing the ball near the line of scrimmage. He's good at throwing the ball down the field. They're going to have like a vertical running game. Um, so Mike Williams looks good to me. I kind of like Corey Davis just because everybody hates him. And I mean, hey, he's a first round talent. I know he's never been as good as he should have been, but who knows? He's not yeah. that old. Like, might as well take a chance on him, like at the end of a game and of a draft. Uh, I like Mims, but. As much as I like him, he screams bust to me with the Jets just because of the Jets in case. Okay. So, if he was somewhere yeah, else, like if he went to like Green Bay. Yeah, I was hoping he'd go to the Vikings. I thought he'd look really good with the Vikings because um, Thielen could be in this slot and Mims could be outside. But Yeah, but they got the better of two Jeffersons in Minnesota. So, um, oh, here we go. Okay. It's facts. Facts only. A, a minute and an hour and three minutes until we, we find poor man for Van Jefferson. <laughs> Chef, I want yeah. your thoughts on this trade here, too. Yeah, I'm definitely going the Mim side. And, I'm sorry. Not okay. Mim, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry, William side. Oh, I was thought. excited we were going to have some discussion here. <laughs> no, because, I mean, you got Devontae Parker with the fifth-year breakout, and, you know, Corey Davis could possibly have that, too. Uh, so, I mean, just throwing Corey <laughs> Davis into the deal. I mean, you get Mike Williams, who's going to, going to be an offense where they're going to throw the ball deeper more. Uh, so I definitely like that. And hopefully Herbert is able to surpass Tyrod Taylor at some point during the season. I don't know. if Taylor is one of those bridge quarterback guys that you just wait until your rookie's ready to go or he's not getting the job done and gets hurt like he did with Baker. So, yeah, I'm definitely sticking with the Williams side. Okay. All right, so – uh, yeah, just to add in real quick, the Vegas odds on um, Herbert's uh, total touchdowns this year, I believe, is 21. So that would okay. oh, lead, wow. you know, people to believe that. That's actually he, a lot. He's, he's, yeah, that, I said the same thing. I, I said pound me under because, you know. Yeah, yeah I would take the under on that one. Baker had, what, 27? Yeah. But, I mean, if, if Vegas is telling you anything, it's that they do think that Herbert's probably going to be the starter for more of the season on Tyrod, but I just yeah. throw that in there. I like it. Yeah, take the under. Um, All the listeners, take the under there. <laughs> Free money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Tyler, there you go. That's our thought. Uh, so, Peter's saying here that it's only been two weeks, or he said it's been two weeks, um, I guess, for the draft. He said, Chef uh, has J.J. Watt, Cox, Pierce, Tom Smith, Shaq. Thompson, um, Bowser, that's Bowser. you. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on <laughs> his team. Um, McCarthy, have <laughs> Jimmy Smith, Woozy, and Barnett and Lynch. So, uh, Peter, we're gonna have to get you on when that draft's over um, to talk about this whole thing because we are all interested. That'll be next year. Yeah, next next year when you start for the 2021 season, we'll have you on. But, um, <laughs> we're, we'll just have to coordinate that as far as. Uh, because he's in the UK, you know we're, that's a pretty yeah. wide range going from the UK to Arizona. So we'll have to figure out a time uh, that works best for everybody. That's going to be um, interesting, to say the least. Can we so, get him like, on? So in, Mike, I made a. We say so. Can we get him on in August when we're all in Ohio? Maybe figure something out there. Maybe we we could hold on one second. Um, he's saying so. Darnold. Malik Jackson, That's Donald. I don't have Darnold. 
Oh, he he typed Darnold. So I'll be telling you what he said. <laughs> Darnold uh, was the first pick for him too. So Smith yeah. fired Denzel Ward. Peters Peppers. Uh, Twenty one will be there. He says, just fly me out. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll start a GoFundMe. Your plan ticket has. <laughs> um, so hey, he's gonna run it. Um, hey, that's all the questions that I had. Did you guys have any other questions, Joe? No, I don't have any questions. I had I made I forgot to tell you, I made a bet with my boy Jaron. He was in the he was in the chat earlier. He probably fell asleep now. He's probably snoring and crap. Anyway. Um he makes fun of Darius Geist all the time. So he always calls him Darius Glass. And I love Darius Geist. That's, that's so uh he made an over under a games played at nine, and I took the over. What do you guys think about that? I think J-Rose is going to win this bet in the landslide. Heck no, man. Darius Geis is about to play 16 games this season. I'm calling it right now. He's going mm-hmm. for it. That's I like how the, I feel. I like the over. Yeah, like the yeah he's going to compete, but he's going to be packing up in the Gibson, apparently. So. <laughs> we, have talked, we have talked a lot of Redskins tonight. Twitch. This has oh, been you, Oh, you still up? <laughs> oh, he's still there. It's okay, man. Right, yeah, so he calls John. him Darius Glass, and I say he's going to be a wide receiver, a running for wide receiver. I'm thinking about Antonio <laughs> Gibson again. That's where he should be at. Um, I say he's going to be a possibility he'd be a running back one as well. Ooh. Oh, I see. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because I believe in I believe in the talent that he has, and they also still have a good uh, offensive line. Hmm. Uh, okay, we'll see. We'll see. They just need a quarterback. Um, Nate, you had a question. Yeah. Oh my God, Mike! Why are you coming at me again? <laughs> Pork. Let me talk. Oh. Hey. So, John, what do you what do you consider ideal IDP um, lineup? Like, as in, like, how many positions should you set up for like your league if you're going to have you know your offensive starters and your IDP starters? What do you want to see ideally in that setup for a league? Um, sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> honestly, like, uh, I like, um, honestly, I do like 11 and 11. Um, and in that case, you can, you can flex once you get past your standard number of scoring or your st- standard number of positions. So I think, um, you know, once you, you get past, you, you want your, you know, three, three to four linebackers. A lot of the leagues that I'm in is you have a minimum of two to three and a maximum of like six at each given position. Um, I I do like. It's tough, man. Like you, when you when you play with sharks, you kind of you need to have defensive tackle and cornerback kind of like required a little bit, just because you know what everyone's going to be kind of like pounding all those positions that they're going to be pounding, and everyone's doing the same thing, so it gets a little like messy but um when you require defensive tackle and, and corners to be started you, you 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 make people do a little bit more research um but defensive line and db especially for beginners is ideal because you don't have to stretch your brain too much to uh I like outside of you know people who are i don't want to call them fair weather football fans but you know you know your, your typical fantasy football players there's a lot of guys who play this game who don't watch games on sunday you know they're just just kind of uh stat watching or you know nfl network or sports center watching yeah so in, in that case you kind of you want people to be able to 
know what they're doing. So um, linebackers, I like a minimum of three. Um, defensive end, I'm cool too. Um, defensive tackle, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a defensive tackle as a beginner, I would say um, just one, as far as a minimum. And then uh, you know safeties, I think three to five, and corners maybe one or two if you're if you're going that route. But um, that's kind of ideal and standard what I'm what I'm looking for if I'm uh, if I'm joining an IDP league or if I'm giving advice on someone in an IDP league. Uh, it's it's very easy to detach myself when someone's like you know like we talked about before. You know I start four IDPs and you're like. You know, the instant math in your head goes, oh, well, 12 times four. You know what I mean? And then you're just like, well, I'm thinking about all the positions of all the the guys that scored high last year, you know, just even from last year. And you're like, well, there's going to be like pure insane value on the waiver wire. So why are you going to sacrifice taking, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson, the running back one, and when you <laughs> when you can just pick up a, a startable IDP off the waivers. I mean, some people would have him up there. Porkman's Porkman's one of those guys. So I mean, gotta say it. No, Porkman, Porkman's getting picked on a lot tonight. I just can't I'm wait. I'm fine with that. I can't I, wait to play I want Madden. You guys to pick on me now. What'd you say, Chef? I cannot wait to play Madden Twenty One against you. And just destroy you with Antonio Gibson. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I hit stick him so hard that he just will come back in the game. All right. The only question I have about Porkman, the only thing I'm going to say, like, why do you look like you're you're mummified? Like the way you're you're propped up, it looks like you have a board behind you. You're like, it's my shoulders, man. <laughs> like, like, what, what, what do you do? Like, what? All those water bottles. I shoulders. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's all those five-gallon water bottles that you're you're hauling around all yeah. day. Yeah, those things kill you. You already know. Like if I put my shoulders down, like it's like with my eyes. You see, I, I, I look like I'm sleeping. <laughs> Your wife told me I was sleep during the pod. And I'm wide awake. <laughs> nah, I got glasses on. They can't see my eyes. Now you making fun of my shoulders. You yeah. got big shoulders, man. Like there's <laughs> some five-gallon bottles. Um. Chev Beard saying that Gibson is still available <laughs> in the Madden League. So if you want to go ahead and take you can play him against Borkman. So I already mean, got, I got Lynn Bowden, man. I'm good. Oh, I think I'd rather have Antonio Gibson. Yo, I've been pissed off with Chev when it took Van Jefferson. Yo. I, was so I, was, I was this close from taking him. <laughs> it was so close. But I wouldn't pick up a bum like that. So Oh man. <laughs> Chev, we're playing Madden tonight. I know I'm gonna lose, but it doesn't matter. We are going to have a very special uh, pay up our bets episode, I think, after the season, where we're all basically just sitting around funny. doing shots. Uh, yeah. So, John, please make yeah, sure me. you tune in for that. Um, so, do we have any other? We're at about an hour and 13 minutes. Um, do we have any other questions for John before we call it a night? Uh, I do have one question for you about the um, Eagle secondary, saying that Malcolm Jenkins is gone now. How do you feel about. Um, Jalen Mills filling that spot and playing like that safety in the box role. You think he'll be good for fantasy or? Sorry. Uh, Jalen Mills should should fill in nicely there for IDP. I, I, I think in terms of real football, it might be a little bit more of a, um, might be a little more suspect. I do really like uh, Kayvon Wallace. I do. I think he's a, he's a legitimate player. I love Kayvon Wallace. 
Yes, I'm a I'm a fan. You know, he's a he's a really deep stash in these IDP leagues, depending on how uh, how deep you're playing. But um, yeah, I like him a lot. I'm I'm nervous about Jalen Mills and the entire Eagles secondary because of uh, what they went through last year. So it just mm-hmm. seems like they 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 were trying to find a a heartbeat to play back there at certain points. So, yeah, they have to. Um, yeah, so um, Kayvon Wallace would be kind of – Jalen Mills' value is, is rising in IDP league, so I think a lot more people are on the – you know, along the lines of thinking that he is going to fill in nicely. But Malcolm Jenkins has been a very good IDP producer for a very long time. So I don't think mm-hmm. you're, you're expecting Mills to come in and do that. But um, Kayvon Wallace is probably uh, – I would, I would rather – wait and take him versus taking Jalen Mills and being wrong Okay. All right. Well, I don't have any other questions for John. So, John, thank you again uh, for coming on telling us how to play IDP because a lot of people don't know and a lot of people are intimidated. Um, Chev, you took that leap this year. Um, yeah. So I'm sure, you know, maybe we should have done an episode like this sooner. But um, you dove in head first. So, like John said, you, you kind of did the right thing. You just did it. Um, I'm just hoping I can commission it because I have no idea how to commission it. So I'm, I'm still probably going to have a couple of questions. I mean, I did trade Antonio Gibson in that league. So Porkman would be happy to hear that. Um, well, if you, need, if you need any help with that, I'm sure you reach out to John. He'll help you. Uh, Doug, I'm sure we'll help you. Mm-hmm. Commission leagues too. You know, I'm always here for you. So, um, John, thank you again so much for doing an IDP for beginners. Um, Jaron, thank you for saying Darius Glass XFL. Um, hopefully the <laughs> XFL comes back. Um, so, John, you are welcome back anytime. But um, before we head out, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and uh, have you have any other articles or anything coming out anytime soon? Um, at Glosser13 on Twitter. Um, you guys feel free to reach out with any questions or anything. I'm the uh, head of IDP over at Dynasty Nerds. Um, we put together a really good team there, constantly growing. Uh, we got people working on everything from, from player values to scouting reports to, um, you know, trying to put together uh, these which I'm terrible at these crunching numbers to find values for a potential trade calculator, which once I saw the numbers, I realized why people have never really delved into this before. (laughs) Um, But yeah. um, um, Well, always around to help. Um, In terms of IDP, um, I'm working with the Debbie team over at dynasty nerds as well. So uh, I'll be releasing a a Debbie IDP uh, for Debbie IDPs to watch for um, 2020. So you guys look out for that. He thought projecting offensive players out was hard. Yeah, imagine defensive. <laughs> so um, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. And the only thing I could ask is you just play more IDP. There you go. Sir. More IDP. Um, Jeff, so good to play more IDP. You got a verse for us before we head out? I almost forgot about it. My bad. Just growing IDP together, man. Uh, so the verse I got today is going to be Ephesians 4.2. It says, be, cle- be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. So this is the summer of love for the Dynasty Rewind boys. Um, I mean, just being patient with people. I mean, we're starting to get, I know in Arizona, where I'm going to have to start wearing a mask every single day. And for some people, that's not going to feel comfortable for them. 
And for me, I have to be patient with those members that may come into my building uh, that is not going to want to do that and show love to them rather than being harsh and saying, get out of here and whatnot. So, and just with the, just loving everybody through this, man, I still, we're still going through cuts at work. So it's still very tough. I mean, you don't know what somebody's going through and just showing love mm-hmm. to somebody, man, just being there for them. I mean, that goes a very, very long way, especially I know for me. Uh, so just be loving, be caring. Be patient with people, man. Sometimes people just need a, a couple minutes to just relax. I mean, especially with kids. I mean, you just got to be patient, listen to them, get on their level, and just, just show them you really love them. All right, Chef, love it. Always a great message from you. Um, Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? At FF Porkman. All right. And good luck on your, your bet with Jaron. Um, Nate, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me at NateNFL. All right, and if you are so inclined, you can follow me at the MR85. I would prefer if you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Make sure you check out our YouTube. We live stream uh, every Friday night at 10 o'clock, as well as our Periscope and Twitter. So, um, and follow us. Chef, hi. And you can follow me at Chef Boy RD, Boy with an I. And one thing I wanted to say was <laughs> Sorry. Happy, happy Father's Day to Pops. I'm not going to be able to see him, so I know listen to the episode. He loves me more, or pork. He loves pork man more than me, but I, I <laughs> that's my man. Well, yeah. Don't worry, I got something special for pops. Um, so pops, when you get that, that's that's from me. Um, showing some love for you because uh, pops is great. He's supportive of us. He loves pork man. And pops, he is a great son. So um, thank you. Uh, like I was saying, make sure you follow our YouTube, subscribe to that, subscribe to Periscope, Twitter, and subscribe to it. Make second accounts and subscribe to it twice um so um until next week every kind please rewind thanks for watching thanks for listening we will see you <laughs> on wednesday night at 9 30 doing the robot thanks date i'll see you next time all right